presents Vampire the Masquerade Hellfire Nights Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hellfire Nights brought to you by the Bardic College. Uh, I'm here tonight, and I'm Raz, the storyteller of this saga, and we are going to first join with our friends back in London, three of the vampires who have been able to negotiate London's politics and now the beginnings or the the rumbling awakenings of an ancient Malkavian and some other terrible events that have been starting to circulate. But we'll, let's get to them. We have Evelyn, Dr. Ratio Jackal, and of course, Simona Della Torre. Now, Dr. Jackal, when we last left you, you had Kush, and you were really considering how best to keep Kush secreted away for a while from prying eyes and from clan members that may come looking. So uh, you, had, you had been t- discussing with me kind of off cam- mic a little bit who would be the better go-to? And I think that you came to a conclusion on which one you'd rather reach out to, right? Uh, either Ashenbrenner or Evelyn? Yeah, is there's um, the thought process goes, Ashenbrenner is the friend that helps you hide a body, you know, as the old saying goes. Mm-hmm. But Evelyn, I think, might be persuaded to help me hide the body. But also, being really new to the whole being a vampire thing, Dr. Jackal's not sure what the repercussions for quote-unquote killing the guy who killed your sire are going to be and evelyn would have more of an insight to that so i think he would lean you know gave it a day's thought he was very emotional the night before but gave it a mm-hmm. day's thought and kind of woke up saying you know what evelyn is going to be the smarter play at the moment okay uh yeah and if we ever need ashenbrenner to actually take the physical body and hide it we we know that you can get a hold of him eventually uh well you think you can right now it's a little dicey but yes uh got a all right box in scotland <laughs> on the island Fucking of apparently <laughs> on the island of <laughs> in the middle of nowhere yeah um so you make you doctor you're gonna uh hide cushion whatever cabinet I had corner him, i had him locked up in a uh mortuary drawer and i'm the only That's one right. that has the key to that the key to that one lock so we'll yeah kush will be there and he is going to be still be in torpor for, for a while so you're it's not like you have any worry about him awakening and tapping you know sos on the side of the drawer so yeah you can make your way over towards evelyn's uh house and you know by the time you leave the the universe and everything probably by 8 eight thirty, you'd be able to present your card and credentials at her door uh so yeah i'll walk up to the door and just knock on it Okay. Sure enough, uh, a friendly face does answer. It's Anthony. Um, The house is lit the way you're normally used to at this time of any time you've arrived, you know, in the earlier, you know, evenings for for vampires. And Mm -hmm. uh, he opens the door. He's like, oh, doctor, um, it's um, nice of you to call. Uh, The the mistress is not in. Um, oh, okay. That's uh, quite un- unusual. I thought this is uh, where she did her business, Anthony. And I am here, as a matter of fact, uh, for business. Well, she's um, she's been forced to make other arrangements. Um, really can't say no more, if you understand. Wink, wink. Oh, kinda... I'm surprised but, um, you're not with her. Um, anyway, is, is there somewhere that she can be found, or is there a message that I might be able to, to leave for her? Um, you can uh, reach her on 
Grange Avenue um, at the postal code of 274. Grange Avenue. It's, it's maybe about 15-minute walk. Oh, um, yes, yes. Of course, with your stride, maybe 12, because you're I, rather tall. I know exactly where that is, Anthony, and a good, good lad, a good, good, good show. Uh, thank you uh, very much for your assistance. And he will shake Anthony's hand, and he's uncharacteristically nice to Anthony. Oh, that's very nice. Um, he's very emotional right now. Could you make me a wits and perception? Sure. Uh, one. Mm, but you're a doctor. So you're, you know the feeling of a ghoul pulse because you were one for several years. You okay. know it beats slower. It's not the boom, 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 boom of a human heart. It's much, much more drawn out. It's like, and then 10 seconds. It's why they last longer. It's why, they, you know, boom, boom. Um, Anthony seems to be elevated. So when you reach for his hand and everything, you actually feel the pulse uh, as your senses as a vampire is, are heightened. You feel the pulse beating within his wrist heavier and quicker than you yourself remember your own heart beating. Okay. Um, and I'll just be like, Anthony, is everything quite all right? We have guests. Mm, yes, well, uh, I do not wish to pry. I understand a uh, butler's duties to one's mistress and uh, being able to keep confidential information confidential. I shall not pry, Anthony, and I wish you a good evening. If you... Um... Which, just okay. Mm. Scary. Uh, oh, mm. oh. Hmm. Would you like me to bring anything up with Ms. Wolf when I do see her later? And I'm speaking now in more of like a hushed tone. Yeah, and he says, she, No, she'd probably be upset if I even mentioned this much. I'm, I'll be fine, Doctor, but thank you for, for, um, for you know, for, for being concerned. I, I'm not sure exactly what gave it away. I thought I was rather... Trying to put on all the airs, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, well, the body does have certain involuntary tells. Not your fault at all, and I, I shall not breathe a word of this to your mistress. Uh, do do keep well, Anthony. I just, uh, life is short, and even for ones such as ourselves, uh, you never do know what any given evening will bring, and I, I wish you a good evening. And okay, and as you shut the door, you... You hear a female voice in way in the back of the house um ask if there's any if there's a saw. Do you hear about the saw? And he's like, um and he shuts the door. <laughs> oh, if he wasn't in mourning, he would be so intrigued, but he's <laughs> really a man on a mission right now. Of course. Simona will go over to you. So, Doctor, you're gonna head over towards uh 274 Grange Avenue. Yes. All right, Simona, you uh it's it's the next evening. Did you were you planning on spending the last uh bit of the evening prior with the de-evolved with these um unmade as they like to refer to them uh in the prince's office, the unmade? Are you staying there to keep an eye on them or were you going to leave them to their own, you know, kind of just chained up and locked up in this house? No, I would definitely um stay with them for Sometime just to, you know, kind of so that they have a face, just, you know, I'm sort of because I'm still trying to get the prince's trust. I'm still trying to gain 
I'm trying to get Clan Toreador back to its original glory. So I'm trying to make as best of an impression as I can. So I am there, you know, just making sure, you know, trying to, I'm trying to get as much information as I can, but also showing my support for them. And so that way, like, you know, if it does get back to the prince, like, oh yes, Lady Simona was here and she was visiting and she was inquiring and she was um, doing her best to help the cause. Okay. Absolutely. Makes sense. So you stay, you stay and kind of, do you talk to them at all? Do you spend do you ask any questions of them? I don't want to cut that short for you if you had no, any kind of um, inquiry. I don't have any specific questions off the top of my head right now, but just sort of I, I'm listening to their stories, just getting a general overview of what happened and what's um, sort of their experiences with this. And I'm also observing them physically, just, you know, getting a look for myself because I, I would want to talk to Rosamond about this eventually because of her background and being part right. of Clan Tremere, just, you know, so I have something to report back to her. Okay. Uh, yeah, all of them give an account that varies incredibly in the early stages of the account, as far as where they were when, when the symptoms started to occur or the lack of power started to present itself. That all is very, very different. The deterioration, though, the unmaking, that is almost identical um could not produce effects of disciplines could not call up their senses became un you know they uh, sort of went back to what a standard human's senses would be their sight fa- began to fail and not see as well in the dark they could no longer hear clearly all those things and then finally the teeth were gone they were unable to even extend their fangs to feed uh, you do hear several of them talk about trying to feed with straight edge razors, uh, committing, you know, biting a family member because these these vampires, some of them are have been made only in the last several years and they have surviving members of their family still around. And they ran home and they were like, oh, my God, where have you been? Uh, you know, we haven't seen you. Is everything OK? And and they fell upon them in hunger. So already we're seeing that. Kiernan's ideas that this could go terribly wrong if they're not looked after becomes very evident to you. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not, they're not in the best frame of mind. If someone gives you a gift that allows you to be the feral base creature that you are and suffer only the repercussions of if you, if you play stupid, if you play smart, you're, you will outlive your great grand, you know, grandchildren's grandchildren. The the immortality, the taste of that, and the fact that anything that life holds, any mystery, all could be researched, solved, played with, and then you snatch that back. It's a terrifying prospect, and it it it's unhinging. So that's what you're seeing a lot of. You're seeing that most of them are not like, okay, this will pass. They truly believe that they are either that they're cursed or that the gift has been revoked and they didn't know this could happen. Someone should have told them why, why didn't my sire warn me this could happen? What did I do wrong? What law did I break? So there's a lot of, you know, just nervous speculation about the situation that's, that's unfolding in London. A lot of feelings. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of feels, a lot of feels. Yeah. Um, I would do my best then to just reassure them that, you know, 
we're working um we are working with the prince to get to the bottom of this to figure out and to sort of restore everyone we're working we're working tirelessly to figure out what is happening and um you know i just make sure that they know that i am here and i will be back um to check on everyone and um just we're working very hard to make sure that this stops and that we can heal everyone and get everyone back to their um normal selves and i'm saying this for them and also um for me because i'm also you know worrying like you know this is affecting the younger generations how long is this going to take to get up to my (laughs) generation yeah it's you know i'm 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 assuring i'm reassuring them but i'm also reassuring myself it's like we're working hard. We're trying to figure this out. We're gonna. We're doing everything that we can. So the scary thing enters your mind that there are more of them with weaker blood, but there are fewer of you. So if it starts to affect you, what will that mean? Because it's like, okay, picture 70 people went down tonight. All right, well, that's, that's a lot, but right... But if there's only five of one generation and it's affecting generation by generation by generation, what does that mean? How does it, does it move quicker? Does it take longer because your blood is more potent? You have no idea. And so if it's, if it is something that is preternatural or of a, of a magical nature, then is it going to move more rapidly once it starts descending into the ranks where there's less of you? Right, because your blood is stronger. There's fewer nines. There's there's even fewer eights. There's much fewer sevens. Yeah, it's you know it just keeps crawling down until you get to Cain, who is there's only one. Right, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's something to think about. Yeah, it's um, I'm I'm trying not to let myself fall down into the rabbit hole, but I'm definitely I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's right. stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, off off mic. Also, you had said that you wanted to stop by and let Evelyn know that you had successfully made it back in yeah, to just, London. Yeah, just like a just a nice stop and visit, you know, also see if maybe I want to get her because this is the first I'm hearing about it. I, I want to know maybe if she's heard anything else. Mm-hmm. About All right. What's so going on. you make your way to the old the old building um, where everything had happened throughout chapter one regarding, you know, Elijah and then the disappearance of the Nosferatu and all the other stuff. And you get there by coach, you knock, you know, make your knock or you ring the bell. Anthony opens the door and he's like, oh, um, Mr. Latore, it is such a pleasure to see you this evening. You look delightful. Oh, thank you, Anthony. It's so wonderful to see you. How are you? Um, Is your mistress in? Scared. More but than, I'm sorry, what than, was the question? More than normal? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Personal foul, Anthony Ruffing. <laughs> Ruffing Anthony. No, <laughs> it's the the man more than is normal. He has a baseline anxiety rating of like seventy-five. Nine. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> nine out of ten. Always, yeah. He's always a little bit. Okay, um, so I go, uh yes, is is Lady Evelyn in tonight? I just wanted to uh check in with her regarding my trip. He says, um, well, actually, the mistress is out. Um, we've uh, had to... She's expanded. Oh, the, uh, wonderful. 
the word yes she's opened up a new office uh on grange avenue the, number 274 um as a matter of fact dr jackal just left about 10 maybe 15 minutes ago and was heading that way as, really as well. oh yes, he, wonderful he, it'll be lovely to see him too and he's heading there uh, that is my understanding I, I i did give him the address i, I um we have other guests Okay, uh, we can we can leave it at that. I, I I don't need to know who is in um, Evelyn's humble abode. It's probably better for me not to know, both as a uh, Primogen and as a well, Simona. I don't. That's too much for me. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm leaving. Are you I, going I away? was planning on it. Did you not want me? Um. No. No. Of course. Um. Okay, well, you have a nice evening, Miss Delatory. I'm coming, coming. Okay, the, okay. take care. Good night, Anthony. Uh, stay safe. I will. I will be back here. Um, I'll I'll call here again. Have a have a fantastic evening. You say through a shut door. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. A little worried. Um, might mention to Evelyn, like, um, is have is Anthony? Has he been sicker than usual? Is he uh? Has he dipped into um opium? Like I don't I don't know what's going on with him. Opium would probably have calmed him down. Probably. <laughs> Although with That's... Anthony, we don't really know. <laughs> yeah, it's like most some people with NyQuil occasionally NyQuil will cause sleeplessness. Well then why am I taking it? <laughs> I, I don't want the sleeplessness. I want it to put me to sleep. Oh my god. Alright, so yeah, worrying slightly worrying about Anthony, I will um get into my carriage i will give my driver um evelyn's new address and i will head right for there um i will tell him to keep an eye out for um i give the doctor's description like if you see this man on the way i'm um, just slow the carriage down so i can peek out and invite him in yeah doctor you probably travel though in a malkavian style of obfuscation correct yeah i i don't know how hunted i am right now so i probably would have just been like okay bye door closes blink i'm gone yeah, I would think he that that becomes almost like I would think a second nature for people that are hidden. You know, it's just so much easier just to move about and I can do my thing the way I want to do it. That's All fair. Right. I was just trying to be polite. No, of course, of absolutely. <laughs> and, and it's and you know what to you, your your driver looks for him and you look for him, but he has one of those he's one of those vampires that just prefers to stay anonymous as he moves his way through the streets. So, you arrive because you're by coach. Doctor was taking a, a, a constitutional. The two of you arrive not mere moments apart uh he's actually crossing the street as your carriage pulls up all right so yeah you alight from the carriage and doctor you uh even though you are you are invisible to the eyes of many you are you know simona is not and you see her coming out of her her very nice carriage uh right out front of 274 grange avenue the new digs of the shipping company uh wolf and what is it lauren uh, Harland and Wolf. Harland and Wolf. Thank you. Yep. Okay. The Harland so and Wolf. I will, I'll walk up behind Simona and then I don't want to like reach out and like touch her shoulder or something because A, that would be spooky as hell and B, not very gentlemanly. So, oh, Ms. Delatore, I was uh, not expecting to see you this evening. Um, not expecting a voice right behind me because uh, I didn't see anyone. I, I whip around and he's visible to me now, right? Yes. Yes. Oh. Once once I do something to draw attention to myself, it's effectively broken. Wonderful. Okay. Um, yeah, so I whip around and I go, oh, d doctor. Oh, I wasn't expecting. Oh, no, I was expecting to see you here. Anthony said it's, well, how are, how are you? I, I just came back from um, Italy. 
Well, to be completely honest, I've, uh, I'm not doing particularly well, but this is not a conversation to be had out on the street. It is oh. uh, sort of why I am here, if you catch my meaning. Uh, of course. Um, then why don't we go in and see Evelyn together? All right. Um, so we'll walk on yep. up. And Is this a, an office building? Is it another residence? <clears throat> It, it 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 it's in a residential area, but it does have a, a a placard outside that indicates that it's a shipping office on the lower floor. Okay, and then I, in that case, um, I don't think I would knock. I would just hold mm-hmm. the door open for Simona. Yeah, the bell goes off, ring, as you you know as you step through it, rings on the top of the da da ding ding, it clanks and clatters. Uh, the two of you make your way in, and you're greeted by a very impressive specimen of Spanish hood, um, who's standing in. Out, you know, just peers around the corner when he hears the bell go off and uh, looks at the two of you and says, well, can I help you? Uh, yes. Hello, sir. Uh, if you could please let Ms. Wolf know that uh, Ms. Delatore and Dr. Jackal are here uh, if she has a moment to discuss some items with her. Of course. Please. This way I will show you to where you can wait for the mistress. All right, and take the hat off and just, again, motion to Simona as a kind of after-you gesture. Yeah. He brings you into a small sitting area, sitting room, um, done, again, very much in Evelyn's aesthetic, maybe a little bit more, uh, a, a little bit more just formal, like, you know, the, the darker woods, naughty. Let's put it this way. If there wasn't a lot of comfort present in the old one, this has a little less. Uh, le- you know, very heavy leather chairs, the whole bit, but it looks like something that, you know, a place where business is conducted. There's a small fire uh, in the fireplace in this room. And as the two of you sit down, he says, may I get you some refreshment? Tea, perhaps. Oh, I'm I'm fine. Thank you so very much. Yes, I, I also uh, do not require any tea at the moment. Thank you. Well, it is a Fairly warm night, but should the chill get to you, there's wood by the fire. I will go collect Miss Wolf. I incline my head in a polite nod, and I kind of glance over to the doctor like, wonder who. Um, I will this... reach my hand out to shake his. Okay. He shakes it. There's no pulse. Okay. That, yeah. So after he leaves, I'm like, yes, well, he is... Um... I think testing to see exactly how alive we were by offering us tea. He, you know, did did not have much in the way of a pulse. (laughs) He seemed pretty dead. (laughs) (laughs) Evelyn, you are uh, in another room uh, going over some paperwork and and it opens up and he steps in and he's like, Madam, there are guests to see you. A Miss Delatore and... And he shuts the door behind him. He says, and a Dr. Horatio Jackal have presented themselves. Didn't expect visitors tonight. Um, thank you. This Delatore, this is the one that I have been briefed about is the primogen of Toreador. Correct. Yes? Uh, correct, yes. Hmm. And the one that Salome has been watching the last several evenings. Uh, yes, uh, the very same. I'll keep my eye on them both. They 
they pose no threat. We'll we'll hear what they have to say. And um, if Miss Delatore is here to inform me about the recent development uh, in her career path, if you will, we're going to act surprised. We know nothing. Um, actually, darling and Mundo, they so, are compatriots of mine. I know them. I don't require your presence next to the throne, if, if you catch my drift. They are Camarilla. They are the enemy, no? They Gosh. are. They are. I, I don't want suspicions raised. I've already diverted them from my home to this place. They, they're unfamiliar. Caution. That's all. When we spoke about the attack on Elijah on the way back over here from from Spain, you said to me that this jackal was formidable in that fight. Are you sure you do not need me present? I will not speak. I will just make sure that he knows I am there. Would that ease your mind? My job is to keep you safe until London is under your control. And then my job will be to crush anyone who threatens that power base. So yes, it would make me feel better knowing that I am there, just in case he tries to pull... What is the word? Shenunigans? Shenunigans, yes. Um, perfect. In that case, uh, do as you will. Um, if you could um, instruct someone to bring tea, that would be... Um, wonderful, thank you. She gathers up her papers. I was doing work. Want to make it look like I'm doing work. And I venture um, out to the sitting room. Okay, so um, Simona, you sent a message about people knowing your primogen. When you, when everyone in London uh, went, before your return, you were on the council, you were seated mm -hmm. to be there. Now he's made the formal announcement. So okay. that, yeah, that's, I think that's what Lauren was, uh, what uh, Evelyn was sort of hinting at that it's now a permanent because remember you came back with either Bastion, yes or or no. Okay, understood. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I wasn't that's what... entirely sure. So okay. No, no, that's a, yeah, that's fine. Clarification, right, so... slight clarification. I meant her new job as babysitter to the unmade. Oh, even better. Oh, okay, okay. that's something that yeah. they wouldn't know. Yes, which um, which I would not know about without my Salome tracking you. So yes. Excellent. All right. So okay. the two of them walk back in, uh, Doctor and Simona. They they enter the room. Uh, Edmundo walks off to the corner and seems to be, he, you know, he grabs the poker and he knocks the fire around a little bit just to kind of get the embers cooking and then slowly replaces the the fire poker and stands there. And Evelyn, you come in and take a seat. Good evening, my friends. What can I do for you this evening? You've arrived together. What a What a wonderful surprise. Call it serendipity, we ran into each other outside of your new office, which I must say is quite lovely. Um, I'm so happy for you that you're expanding. Forever expanding, my dear. And with the uh, coming influx of kindred into the city, I thought, why not set up the base of operations outside of my home? Create some distance between professional and personal life, you know? Oh, of course. Right. Well, um, whenever you want to fill your new office with art, um, you know that I'm always available to take commissions, and I'm always happy to take your commissions. I know you like seeing me nude, darling. It's okay. Thank you. I'll, I'll be writing shortly. I would expect nothing else, Eva. Thank you. The shocked look on your face brings me much joy. What can I do, <laughs> what can I do for you, though? I'm sure this isn't a social call. 
Um, it mostly is. I just wanted to oh. uh, check in with you. At least it's a more social call on my part. Um, I just wanted to thank you again for um, setting up my travel arrangements to go to Italy so I could take care of my affairs over there. Of course, of course. And how did it go? It went well. Um, really? I, yes, really? I, yes, I left the bastard in Italy. And he now... We had to settle um, some legal things. You know, he is going to keep the house in Italy and in France. And in turn, he is never allowed to set foot in the United Kingdom ever again. And what measures have you taken to ensure that? Oh, I'm working on them. Um, I only just returned. So I am working on it. But, you of know, course. I reported back. And I am here. Kieran, I know you've left one of the elders responsible for the coup against him alive and well in, in Florence. Well, he gave me the choice. He gave me permission. And Bastian is setting himself up quite nicely in Italy. So... I'm sure he is. And if you were to make inquiries about coming back to London to visit an old sweetheart, you would, of course, like to be made aware. That would be fantastic, Evelyn. Thank you. You always manage to cover any cover anything that I miss. It's my job. I think of the small things, the details you see. I think of details, too, just in a different way. More of an artistic standpoint, you know. Broad paint strokes, darling. You're more impressionism to my pointillism. Was pointillism invented yet? You tell me. You're the dead <laughs> master's degree. Ah! Okay, I need to... I don't think it was. Art universe, I was trying to be witty. Try mosaic. <laughs> Well, it was beautiful. Thank you. Somebody is bound to have done it by then. Well, screw it. Just leave it in. 1889. When does this take place? Not yet. It's okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. <coughs> All right. So, Doctor, do you have anything you wanted to talk to her about? I was I was waiting yes. for the... Yes, the for the break in the to, conversation. Yeah. Yes. Seeing, um, seeing Horatio be very quiet, I'm sure a, a stern dour expression upon his mustachioed face. Um, Doctor, you've been unusually quiet. I hope all is well. Yes, uh, that is sort of why I am here, Ms. Wolf. Um, I do not feel entirely comfortable discussing these matters with uh, unknown parties present. I'm sure your manservant here is simply thinks he is doing his job should we need any refreshments or anything, but I would very much appreciate if just the, actually the three of us uh, could have a, a bit of privacy. Well, that's a pickle. Internal thought that was not said out loud by my, <laughs> by my, um... That would have been great. <laughs> well, that's a fucking pickle. Horatio, uh, please consider Edmundo as part of the furniture. He's not even from London and is merely here to act as muscle, a gun, an extension of the stick I use to beat people. He's not, as I said, he's not from the area, has no political connections. He, 
silent and pretty. But if you'd really insist upon silence, I can send him out. Ms. Wolf, part of the reason why I am here is because I value your wit in political matters. If you say that this gentleman can be trusted with discretion, then I shall take you at your word. He's practically chained to me, darling. He speaks to no one. Please, what troubles you? Well, to put it... And then he's just, like, kind of starts breaking down a little bit. Is to put it succinctly, as Agnes is... She's dead. Agnes is dead. My God! Uh, are... Dead? How? Kush with an axe in the head. It was so terrible and happened so very quickly. I... That oh, is... Horatio, I'm so sorry. Yes, well, not as sorry as Kush will be when he wakes up. Oh, so you have him? Oh, yes. You've I kept him alive? Well, I, I had some very... I suppose Ashenbrenner would consider artistic things I was going to do to him. But, well, I beat him into torpor, and I need him to wake back up before he can receive his punishment. So, you right. see, that's... Part of the reason why I'm here. The other is, as I'm sure you you both know, obviously, I'm I am very new to this life. This particular aspect of our goings-ons in London, and I fear there may be reprisals. I yes, Cush did kill a member of the family, but I, for all intents and purposes, have done the same. It may take me a decade or two to finally get around to him finally expiring for longer than however he slips into torpor, but Cush's life will be mine. And I need counsel, and I need assistance in hiding Cush from prying eyes. Well, that we can take care of, absolutely. A, a shipping container in the harbor, something sunk at the bottom of the of the Thames. We can put him anywhere, really. It's whether you want e ease of access, something more secure. Does it have to be in London? Her, her brain is whirling, like, ooh, look, problems to solve. The front door opens. The door opens with the bell, and Edmundo sees himself into the hallway. Yes, well, that is something that, is... that can be discussed. I do not plan on giving Kush an easy death. Right. I, to be completely frank, plan on finding out how much of a vampire's body can be removed before it becomes too much for the system. Uh, I know the answer when it comes to humans. I've yet to perform such experiments upon a vampire. And as the door swings, the door swings open and you hear before you see, oh, it can go on for quite some time. And two women enter the room. One blonde, one brunette, both in absolutely immaculate black Victorian garb, wearing small little hats, uh, the veil pulled back, looking and they say, Simona Delatore, primogen now of Clan Toreador. A pleasure, darling. I would have recognized they from the initial meeting at the cemetery, right? Yep. 
And so I would also I would... Rec- recognize. Oh that. yeah. Not, oh, I'm yeah. Not, not being a primogen myself, I will bow. Sorry they... to interrupt you, Evelyn dear. May we speak with you for a moment? I turn to. He's you know, behind them. This is just delicious. Um, <laughs> this is. We're oh, using Paulisms now. I know. I know. <laughs> He's I'm, the king of them, so. I know. I'm. I'm gonna say something like weird next. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, I turn to my two friends. I trust that. This won't take long. Um, please make yourselves comfortable, and I will. I'll be back in but a moment. Oh, Miss Miss Wolf, we meant nothing to break up your meeting. We simply had a question oh. we'd like to put to you. A uh, wonderful, please. Where is Rosamond? Rosamond, I haven't spoken to Rosamond in weeks. How would I? I, I don't know where she is. And Miss Della Tory, do you know if the Toreadors have seen our servant, Rosmond Henshaw? Not to my knowledge. Um, I've only been back for a few days now, but I have not heard of—I have not heard from her or heard about her whereabouts. Is everything all right? Of course, dear. Why wouldn't it be? Well, you come here questioning the whereabouts of someone um, in your clan. You must be worried. We are simply wondering why she abandoned her work at the Shentry. Her Dr. Jackal, if you speak to the people, the family of Madness, would you inquire for us, please? We would consider it a favor. Yes, of, of course. It would be my... Delight to pass along your request. Hmm. We'll be going now, but thank you most for your time. And they start to turn and walk out the room. Edmundo shows them the door and closes it. I turn to Evelyn. I turn to Evelyn and I go, that was quite odd. Yes, it was. And it seems that I'm a social beacon everywhere I Go, it's a revolving door. It's your Edmundo walk, Edmundo personality. Walks up, Edmundo walks up to you, um, Evelyn, and whispers in your ear, that would have been fabulous. <laughs> he just takes his place back against the wall. Like, oh, I could have popped the... I could have knocked their heads together. I, I, I'd like to think that he thinks that he could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no... Down boy. Down boy. <laughs> He's quite virile, you see. <laughs> He's Castilian. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> My lord. Okay. Well, I, um, I turn to Evelyn and I go, it isn't like Rosamond to just abandon her work and to not be seen and to question the other clans about her whereabouts. Especially with everything that is happening in London right now. I certainly hope that nothing that our Rosamond has met a terrible fate. Terrible, terrible fate, terrible fate, darling. Aside from, aside from your 
ascension to the council and the unfortunate axing of poor Agnes, what is going on in London? Uh, now that it's been made a topic of conversation, uh, the, the night that Agnes met her fate, uh, we did go to visit with Ashenbrenner, and he was not at his studio. Ashenbrenner wasn't at his studio. No, and I, I know the man to be quite uh, diligent in his work, especially with the presentation coming up. He has not stopped talking about plans and uh, machinations for the, the party in several months' time. I fully expected to find him hard at work in his uh, lair. Have I, um, have I heard about Ashenbrenner's whereabouts? These past few days, has anyone in Clan Toreador reported him as missing? Nobody would. Yeah, that's very true. He's um, a recluse a lot of times with the clan. Ouch. Yeah. I just, I look at the doctor and I go, when was that? It was uh, last night. I haven't seen him since I've returned back from Italy, but I didn't think too much of it as he gets so wrapped up in his projects at his studio that it's difficult to get in contact with him sometimes. Meaning Rosamond herself has been missing since at least last night. It's too early in the evening for them to worry about her now. It's very odd that two members of the Camarilla who have been connected in the past have gone missing on the same night and Agnes has eloped? been... I don't believe i i don't see that happening both of them have such strong personalities i don't believe it would be a great match they are both odd but if you have two they do say that opposites attract yes there's that but when you have two people with such strong personalities meshing together it a, a fire a bright fire was not meant to burn forever if you if you catch this isn't yeah, important quite. this is You're, not this has nothing to do with this um Um, yes incredibly poetic simona so now there's potentially two crises not crises problems we're dealing with the axing of poor agnes is that too colloquial darling that is a bit on the nose uh, but i shall carry on i'll come up with i'll come up with alternative phrasing um poor agnes's death and now supposedly Rosamond and Ashenbrenner aren't to be found. I believe that as it would be my duty to go and check on Ashenbrenner's studio and his abode and just check to see if there's maybe a sign of a struggle or maybe he left a note or maybe we'll find him there and everything will be okay and then we can just focus on Rosamond. Um, I I think I would like to go to Ashenbrenner's studio. I don't know if either of you would care to join me. I will go myself regardless. Now, Raz, when I went, I forget, when I went to Ashenbrenner's with Agnes, did we go inside and see everything all amiss? Or no. was it just kind of shouting from no. the outside? You shouted from the outside okay. and, th- and that was it. Um, all right, so Horatio will say, well, I... I do want to get to the bottom of this. 
And Kush, I do not think, will go anywhere anytime soon unless uh, he wakes up and finds himself suddenly capable of kicking a morgue drawer open that has been locked. And I have the only key for said lock, so I, I suppose one more evening before getting to my business would be appropriate. As I'm sure Agnes would feel that keeping those we care for alive would take precedence over avenging the fallen. Does uh, anyone in the room speak Spanish? Yes. Yes. I know you do. Simona, you speak Spanish. I do. Then this is what you hear Edmundo say softly under his breath. Estada ciudad necesita, uh, necesita adorer. So to the two of you it is, to Simona and to Evelyn, this city needs to burn. I'm going to respond back in Spanish saying, and I most certainly will not let it. And I go. His eyebrow goes up. Yeah, he raises an eyebrow and looks at at Evelyn and kind of shrugs his shoulders, like, "Oh, I didn't know she speaks Spanish." That's right. That's right, bitch. I've been around since the 1600s. I speak many different languages. I have picked up quite a few. Also, piss off. You dress like you dress like a French floozy. Good amount of Latin, so he probably picked up on at least a little bit of that. I would like to point out for my. Apparently, dumb as rocks bodyguard. Her name is Simona. Her name is Simona. We we are in Europe. Everyone yeah. speaks languages in Europe. She has a Latin sounding name. It's a it's she a dresses, romance language. My first language is Italian. <laughs> she she dresses like a flutzi. Oh my god! Oh, I'll show okay. you a flutzi, you bastard. Sorry, that was Faye Dawson coming out. Um, I I will yes, I'll, I'll reel that back. Um, wow. All right, so that's where we'll leave it for oh, now with okay. the group realizing that Ashen Brenner and Rosmond appear to have been, or at least they're not in London to enough where the Tremere are wondering, why did she walk away from a bunch of people in the office, a, a slab guy, and an experiment that she was told was required by the elders of the clan, and Rosamond's on a walkabout. We don't know where the hell she is. So, yeah. yeah that, and the other thing that's concerning is you all are aware that Rosamond's always seem to be in connect, contact with whoever she meets from the clan. Uh, the mystical connection that they have. You've all witnessed it at some point. And th- for them to even walk into this office must mean that they can't sense her, uh, which is, you know, I'm sure just as distressing. Oh, that so, is okay. Oh, I am jumping I, into action. I forgot yeah. about that. That's a problem. That's an issue. <laughs> but Edmundo's just standing there looking at you like, sorry, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that she spoke Spanish. I will chastise him thoroughly <laughs> later. I look forward to it. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, Edmund is not. He's up for a spanking. Don't, don't. Let's not go down that road. Okay, no, <laughs> no. Good Lord. So, do we have an email address for people to submit their fanfic suggestions? <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, why does fanfic almost instantly turn into? Well, what if these two characters sexed? <laughs> all, like no one is ever just like, yeah. And then Picard and, then and they... Kirk went on a mission together. It's like. Picard had came a into tea party and because no, yeah. no time traveling happened. Picard Kirk knocked right? it, ugly. it just so quickly turns to that. Yeah, I Picard know. and Kirk had sex. They of course, sex. they did. They've they, been having sex the, since 1987 when Next Generation started. Okay, I would. Yeah. 
I would like to ask a question of my lovely uh, cast members. Mm-hmm. What would the title of that fanfic be? Mm. Who? What fanfic? Who is it? The Picard Kirk fanfic. My um. Generations of Lust. Mm. Oh my the lord! Hold on, hold on. I have yes. it. I have it. Paul, you're I'm too good at this. I think that you must write fanfic story. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got the I best one. Started watching next gen. Okay. I've got the best one. Engage my heart. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. I was I gonna was, say. I was gonna say ahead. Deep Space Nine. Well, that's because <laughs> you get all three. Get, then you what? have to get the DS9 captain involved. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe he was only ma- a commander. Only a oh, commander. What, uh, Sorry. What about what about make it grow? Nice. No, no, that'd be, be a line. That'd be a line from the porn. Yeah. This isn't. See, this isn't. Twilight is not a sexy name. Twilight is like a reference. I give you know? fanfic writers more credit. I think it would be something more like the Prime Directive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, see, exactly. It would be a lot more erudite. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this isn't a creepy sex thing yet. Okay. Right. Yeah, no, it's yet a creepy sex people, thing with like If people chapters know what they're getting going in, then they don't get anything out of it. You need that review. Exactly. Yeah. This is made my night. <laughs> Over to. Oh, well, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> um, that made your night. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hellfire Nights. You can like, share, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. To help support our network of real play adventure shows, please visit us at patreon.com forward slash the Bardic College. And for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to behind the scenes reels, interviews with players and storytellers, and exclusive adventures featuring your favorite characters from our shows.